Hey everyone, I'm Emily Jackson, and this is She's Running, the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. This week, I had some pretty great feedback about She's Running from a few different places, and it made me feel like, I don't know, like maybe what I'm doing here matters a little. It was definitely a confidence boost, and I kind of really needed it. It's easy to forget that when I'm sitting here in my jammies talking into my computer, that there are actually people listening. Well, I mean, you know, eventually there are people listening. Sometimes I feel like I had a random thought one day that maybe I could start a podcast. And then I just did it. I mean, who am I? Why would I think that I could do this? And then I talked to a woman who's running for Congress or school board or mayor, and she says the exact same thing. Why would I think that I could do this? We all have these doubts about ourselves and we give them way more weight than they're worth. We think that the doubts are more real than the ideas, the inspirations, the belief we have in ourselves. And that's crap. It's, it's total crap. So it's April. It's a new month and I'm committing to believing in myself and my little podcast. In fact, I believe in it so much that I just bought She's Running Buttons. That's right, I ordered swag. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them when they get here, but that's not something I have to figure out right now. That's a problem for future Emily. So you should watch the She's Running social media channels for button updates, and in the meantime, I'll figure out how I'm going to distribute these. Okay, one more bit of news here before I get to today's interview. Today is April 4th, and while that may not mean a heck of a lot to most of you, it is actually an important day in many states. It's voting day. So Alaska, Wisconsin, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and I want to say New Hampshire, and a few others, check your local election websites because you may need to go vote today. Local elections count, people. Go vote. All right. Let's get to today's interview. It is with another Columbus, Ohio lady, Amy Harkins, and she is running for Columbus City School Board. Is this your son in your, like, get to know Amy? It is. Meet yeah. Amy page? He's yeah. so cute. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we, <laughs> we were joking because... Um, the curse of being a single mom, especially when your son is really tall, is that your family photos tend to look like engagement photo shoots. <laughs> so, um, a little awkward, but yeah. And so he's he, in school in the school district that you're running in? Actually, he is not. So that's kind of a big motivator of what caused me to run uh-huh. is he um our school has a lottery process and so he was lotteried into a school through the gifted and talented program okay and then that was an elementary and so then lotteried into middle school where all of his friends went and when it got to high school he completed lottery applications for two different schools and unfortunately it was waitlisted on both of them about 200 students deep actually on both high schools that he wanted to attend we were kind of fortunate though because through our district they have a a really strong gifted and talented program and so he took the act when he was in sixth grade he took that and his score qualified him to 
kind of be on a talent search for boarding schools. Mm-hmm. And he got a full academic scholarship to a boarding school. Wow. So I'm really, I'm a proud mom, but also yeah. a, a sad <laughs> mom because now he lives two hours away. Oh, wow. Yeah. I always say it's, you know, it's a great opportunity for him and he loves it and is so happy to be there. But we obviously wanted him to stay here and <laughs> go yeah. to school live at home like a 14 year old typically does so oh yeah well we should probably introduce who you officially here so who okay. are you and for what are you running uh, my name is amy harkins and i'm a candidate for columbus city schools board of education and you are let's see what's the group that you're in with aaron it's called yes we can yes we can um, yeah yeah, which is a group of progressive Democrats that kind of was an offshoot of the Bernie movement. Mm -hmm. So they decided to organize around local politics because so much change can really happen and be effective locally. And so they're running a slate of candidates, three women for school board and two women and one man who's a very strong ally of women for city council. So how did you get involved with Yes We Can? I actually got involved with them right after the most recent presidential election. Okay. Um, I was in a community activist group um, that met that first weekend after election day and just had a community discussion called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm -hmm. um, to kind of talk about what we can do to make our city a safe space. So a lot of the Yes We Can members were part of that initial conversation as well. Um, so I just got to know them through that event, actually. That's really cool that there's like this group that's kind of pushing a bunch of you to yeah. really make a, a big change in Columbus. Exactly. Um, the thing I really love about them is that, you know, we're all first time political candidates. Um, and so they are encouraging us to step up and giving us this really great support system while we do it. So mm -hmm. there's experts on finance, on web, um, on cutting turf for going out and knocking on doors. Um, so fundraising experts, all of this support that a lot of times candidates don't necessarily have that very first time they run. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to run? To be honest, I got asked. Oh, um, yeah, that's a great reason. <laughs> yeah. So I had always thought about school board. I've been deeply involved in the school district for about 10 years now. And um, I've always thought about it. I've attended board meetings. I've advocated um, for changes within the district. I've been kind of working behind the scenes for a long time, but had never really felt like I was ready, I guess, mm -hmm. to take that next step of becoming an official candidate. Um, so actually one of the Yes We Can founding members invited me out for a drink, which is always, you know, you know they're gonna ask you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> they invite you out. Um, and he said, who do you know that may be interested in running for city council or school board? And I rattled off a list of names and he said, what about you? 
And I thought, huh, I, I guess, why not? Why not me? Um, so that really is kind of what prompted me to do it. I had been, I signed up for She Should Run. I attended mm -hmm. a local program in Columbus called Ready to Run. And I thought, you know what? I guess I am ready to run now. So what's your day job? I work for a workforce management company. So it's a woman-owned company based out of the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. And we provide workforce solutions for corporations and small businesses all over the country. So I'm a business development director for them. Okay, cool. What has the campaign process been like for you so far? Exhausting. <laughs> That's <laughs> my one word of describing it. Um, it really is all-consuming. It's so exciting every day. I think if I wasn't excited about it, I would just collapse because... Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely a lot of work, but we are now just trying to talk to as many people as we can and just try, it's all for school board. It's all a name recognition game. You know, mm -hmm. as long as they remember your name at the voting booth, they don't really tend to take a ton of time to get educated on the candidates themselves. And so we're trying to of course, get our name out there, but really talk about our issues and why we think that we're a good fit for, for the city and the district and bringing some of those kind of progressive parent voices onto the school board. And you have a primary in early yeah. May, right? May 2nd is the primary. So this is the first primary they've had for the school board since 2005. Wow. Running against three incumbents in the Democratic Party. And so it's a forced primary. There's two Republicans, so a total of eight candidates. Mm -hmm. The top six will make it to the general election. And then how many open spots are there? There's three open spots. So what's been the most surprising or unexpected thing since you've started running? Yeah, I think the most surprising thing has really been the people who have stepped up. I knew that my friends would be excited about this, mm -hmm. about me running. I didn't realize that they would be excited to knock on doors with me on cold weekend mornings. <laughs> Those are good uh, friends. <laughs> yes, they're definitely good friends. So, you know, I just ran into someone last night and he was like, can I donate money and cash to you for your campaign? Wow. So it's just, it's really exciting to get the support of people that, you know, you always knew were friends, but who are really willing to step up and maybe step out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. to help you in, in your campaign. And you're doing door-to-door -door canvassing and everything? Yeah, door-to-door -door canvassing. So every weekend, I'm out for at least two to three hours walking through different neighborhoods and talking to folks. It's honestly been my favorite part of this process so far. The conversations that I've had at people's doors have just been amazing. Everyone, the good thing about running for school board is that it's not really controversial. You know, mm -hmm. everyone likes kids and they care about their schools. And so they're definitely willing to talk about it, which has been a lot of fun. I was in the neighborhood on Sunday and there were so many people whose kids are now 50 or 60 years old, but went to that neighborhood elementary school and 
their parents still are bragging on them (laughs) 40 years later. So (laughs) I I just love that. It's, It's so much fun. Why did you pick school board? I have always been passionate about education. It's funny, someone had just posted on Facebook today, what did you want to be when you were a kid? And without hesitation, I said a teacher, I used to sit in my bedroom and write up lesson plans for my imaginary friends. I was like (laughs) such a nerdy kid. Um, But I've just always been really passionate about it. And once my son started school, I I was a single mom who worked a full-time job and I had to advocate a lot for his education. I Mm -hmm. had to be at school to fighting to make sure he was getting the the things he needed and the curriculum he needed and challenged enough. And I thought, you know, there's so many families that don't have the flexibility in their jobs or the ability to get to school and advocate for their kids. So to me, it was just like, I felt like it was a call of action, something that I just had to do for those other kids that may not have the resources available. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your core issues? For me, it's really about the equity in our district. Uh, We have a huge district. There's about 60,000 students in Columbus City Schools. Yeah, wow. And there are over 100 school buildings. Mm -hmm. So in a district this large, there's obviously some inequities across the district. Not every school is getting what they need. There's, you know, based upon whatever zip code you live in really dictates the type of education you're going to get in our district, Mm -hmm. which is a shame. So I, I'm really hoping to make it a little more equitable for all students and let everyone get that quality education that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So how can people get involved with your campaign if they're in Columbus and really passionate? Yeah. So they can go to the yes, we can Columbus dot com website and we have a join our team sign up there mm-hmm. um, i also have a web page which is harkens for ccs.com and a facebook page i'm all over <laughs> the place um, <laughs> and you can sign up we're posting our events we're hosting um, community forums i actually just left one tonight all over the city where we're inviting community members, teachers, students, families to come in and share their vision for the school because we think Mm -hmm. it's really important that parents and families have a buy-in and a vested interest in what happens in their schools. So we're seeking input all the time from community members. Um, So that's a great way to get involved. Yeah, that's great. Are you getting a lot of response from the community forums? We are. We've had a, a pretty good turnout every time. Our next scheduled one is the 26th at the Hilltop Library. And we're hoping to have a lot of students at that one. We're bribing them with pizza to show up. Um, <laughs> all you need to do is give them food and kids will kids will show yes. up. Yes, that's um, a good plan. <laughs> yes. And so we really, we found that the student feedback has been some of the most important because as adults, we always think that we have the answers, but the kids come in with a totally different perspective. Their, their days are spent in the schools and they see things that maybe mm-hmm. we're not seeing. 
So that's actually been my favorite part of these forums is getting the input from the student. What kind of things have you heard from them? Um, a lot of them have been asking just for more involvement from other students, you know, feeling a sense of really? family or kind of commitment to their school. They mm -hmm. said, you know, at, I was talking to a high school senior and she said, you know, toward the end of the year, the kids just, they aren't showing up to football games. They aren't showing up to any activities mm -hmm. any longer because they're just, I don't know if they're burnout or what's going on, but just kind of rallying that student base again around their school and getting them involved in the community, I think is, seems to be a big desire. Mm -hmm. Another thing that, sorry about my dog, another thing that <laughs> my son mentioned and actually had prompted a project that I did for the schools is he had talked about the lack of success stories. He didn't hear about anyone graduating from Columbus City Schools and moving on to big things. That's not to say it doesn't happen. There's success right, stories right. that happen every day at the school, but we're not sharing those. Mm -hmm. And so it, to me, it that really kind of broke my heart when he told me that because I wanted him to feel like he was getting an education that was going to take him somewhere. So I, I developed a program for middle schoolers called Career Cafe where I brought in folks in all different types of jobs and educational backgrounds who came in and talked to seventh and eighth grade students about kind of where they started in middle school, what type of classes they took, what activities mm -hmm. they were interested in, and how that propelled them through high school, college, and then into their career. So it was a really, it's kind of like an expanded career day type of mm -hmm. program. But it gave students exposure to all different types of careers. And really, I thought it was important to hear the different paths people took to get there. It's not always yeah. one straight path from high school to college to your job. So I thought that was interesting. And the kids seemed to love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because a lot of times, especially at that age, you just hear, get good grades, and then you'll go to college, and then you'll get a job. But it's so abstract. Exactly. And what does that really mean? You know, and they learned about jobs that they probably, you know, you always hear like doctor, lawyer, mm -hmm. teacher, those types of jobs. But I was bringing in like mobile app developers. That's not something that even existed when we were kids. Yeah. So um, there's just so many new opportunities out there for students. That's a great program. Is it still going on? It is not actually the um, teaching kind of the department that was heading that up on the school side of things. Mm -hmm. It's just overworked as many teachers are. Um, mm -hmm. So it was one program that couldn't last, unfortunately, but we had two good years of doing that. It really sounds like Columbus has got a lot of great people who are really invested in it with you and Aaron and your whole group really trying to to make a change. It's so heartening. It, it is. It definitely, I love Columbus because it's a big city. I think we're like the 11th largest city in the U.S., but mm -hmm. it is such a small town to me. It's so, the entry point to getting involved in things is so easy. 
which I appreciate because sometimes you feel lost in a bigger city, but here Mm -hmm. there's so many groups that you can get involved in and make an immediate impact, which makes you feel like you're contributing something to your city. Have you faced any big obstacles so far in your, in your run? Yeah. So kind of our biggest obstacle I think we're facing is our local democratic party tends to always endorse the incumbents which we knew going in, but Mm -hmm. um, they endorsed before the primary, which is a little odd because we felt like the voters should be able to decide, at least in a primary, who gets to move Mm -hmm. forward. So in Columbus, it's tricky because the um, local parties hand out sample ballots at polling locations. And like most people do, if you're a Democrat, you grab the Democratic sample ballot and vote straight down the ticket and so we're running up against that sample ballot oh wow so it's going it's definitely going to be a challenge but of course we are uh, rounding up volunteers and we're going to be handing out our own sample ballots at the polling places (laughs) Um, so you know you have to uh, meet them where they are I guess and we're hoping that uh, we get enough volunteers and to have someone at every single polling location on May 2nd. Yeah. So what is your number one need right now? Is it people? Is it? I would say our number one need is people. Getting people out on the weekends to canvas with us is huge. Mm -hmm. Getting people to share our Facebook post or talk about us to their neighbors. We're having a lot of house parties where um, people invite us in and we have coffee and donuts with their neighbors. And even if it's five people around their kitchen table, that's five people who learn about us, learn our message and can share that with their network. Mm -hmm. So we're really just trying to kind of build our network out and get people to know who we are and understand um, what we stand for and what we're fighting for. Well, good luck. I just, it makes me feel good that y'all are out there doing this against such strong odds. <laughs> yeah, I I know it's uh sometimes it's a little overwhelming, I have to admit, but it's something I'm passionate about and it's worth fighting for, so I'm I'm happy that I'm out here. Well, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I want to give a big thanks to Amy for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at HarkinsForCCS.com and on her campaign Facebook page, Amy Harkins for Columbus City Schools Board of Education. Thanks for listening to She's Running. I'm Emily Jackson, and I would love to hear what you think of our show. Give me a shout on Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you are enjoying our show, please tell your friends. Rate, review, and subscribe to She's Running on iTunes. You doing that helps other people find out about this podcast and more people listening means more people hearing about these amazing women and their stories. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She's Running Pod. You can also find all of our episodes and links for each candidate that I interview on our website, She's Running Pod.com. On next week's pod, I talk to Lindsay Fagan, who is running for Congress in Keller, Texas. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks. Talk to you soon.